Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rust Report, back by popular demand. We have Michael Cracker, Executive Director of Unshackle Upstate. Uh, this fellow has been pushing for less government, less regulations, and above all, less taxes in upstate New York. Uh, a very a bright, dynamic leader, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about him. He's a lifelong resident of Buffalo. Michael Cracker has many years of experience working in government and politics across upstate New York. Prior to joining Unshackle Upstate as executive director, Michael Cracker spent several years working in senior positions at the United States House of Representatives, building professional relationships in both Washington and New York. Now, there was a leader of New York State government on the radio this morning saying that people are not leaving New York State. And uh, the figures I've heard that a million people have left under Andrew Cuomo. And when his daddy was governor of New York, a million people left under Mario Cuomo. So two million people left under the reign of the Cuomo family. And now we have a $6.1 billion deficit. And as we talked before the program, it's before they even went into session. God only knows how much it's going to be after session. And this is before. Talk about this horrible $6.1 billion deficit, how you'd get rid of it, what you'd do, what should be done. Michael Cracker. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I'm really thrilled to be here, and uh, I want to say hello to you and your listeners. Uh, The $6.1 billion budget deficit that was recently announced by the Division of Budget in New York State is, I think, going to shape this entire legislative session. And the question, the million-dollar question, the $6.1 billion question is going to be how do we solve or how do we close a $6.1 billion deficit. Unlike the federal government, New York State is required by their constitution to balance their budget, even if they may use every gimmick in the in the book to do so. Uh, our position at Unshackle Up State, a, a business and taxpayer, job creator and taxpayer advocacy organization, would be to avoid any tax increases that would be proposed. The Speaker of the State Assembly recently indicated that that was the means that they would like to use to achieve a closure of this budget deficit. I think the, the, the quote was that if you're choosing between cuts or raising revenue, they will choose raising revenue every single time. New York is already one of the most taxed states in the nation. Closing a $6.1 billion budget deficit on the backs of taxpayers is the wrong approach. 
I can't uh, understand, and I've met Carl Hasty. If you would meet him, you think he's a very nice person, which he is. He's a very nice man. He's a gentleman. He's well-mannered. He's very respectful. All of the above. Very nice man. However, where does he get this idea when we're losing a million people in the last eight years that it's a good idea to raise taxes more instead of cutting taxes. I mean, is cutting taxes, are they dirty words to these people? Well, I mean, I don't get it. I think it's important to state that the speaker serves as a leader of his conference. So he's, I think, doing the best job he can to represent the, the various inf- uh, various positions of the membership within his conference. And I think oftentimes, in you know, whether it's in a negotiation or other things, he perhaps is staking an early position uh, maybe to the extreme in hopes that if it gets pulled back, it's a little bit closer to where he would like to be because I think he in particular is concerned about any potential cuts to Medicaid, which is the main driver of this budget deficit. But philosophically, yes, I, I do think there's always an easy thing to say we're just going to raise revenue and, and who is often the target of that is the, quote, millionaires and billionaires, the ultra-wealthy, which really in a lot of ways is small business owners throughout New York State. I think the the term, you know, super wealthy is a, a misnomer and, and often is really just individual businesses, perhaps individuals who, who own pass-through entity businesses or sole proprietorships. Uh, but there's no shortage of things that Albany legislators want to tax the ultra-wealthy on. You know, they're going to tax them to close this potential $6.1 billion budget deficit. They're going to tax them to pay for single-payer health care in New York State. They're going to tax them to provide housing for every single New Yorker. Eventually, these people are going to move to places like Florida and Texas and North Carolina, and middle-class taxpayers are going to be left with that tax burden. So uh, I think it's the wrong approach. I think that they should look under the hood. We have one of the largest state budgets in the country. There's got to be fat that can be cut. There's got to be ways that you can trim this budget without raising taxes on New Yorkers. If somebody would like to send you an email, uh, do you have an address where our listeners can write you comments? Yeah, we always appreciate feedback and comments from uh, individuals and taxpayers around New York State and other places. You can visit www.unshackleupstate.com. On there, you'll find a contact form. You'll find information about our organization, some of our legislative priorities, and issues that we've been engaged on both this past year and in preparation for the 2020 legislative session. So that's unshackleupstate.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at UnshackleNY. Now, I read recently in some different articles and some of the left-wing press, which we'll, we shall leave nameless, <laughs> but they talked about how there are about 35 different welfare programs available uh, with the federal budget, and most states opt in to 10 or 12 of these programs, but I understand New York State gets into all 35 of them. And I believe we're the only um, state in the country to opt into all welfare and Medicaid programs. In your position as Unshackle uh, New York, Upstate uh, New York, uh, how many of these programs should we get rid of? And shouldn't we be in the norm of what the national average is instead of going into every one of these programs? Well, I, I think it's certainly something that's worth taking a look at. I. I won't pretend to have the answers to the specific changes that could be made, 
But I do know that there are organizations out there who have taken a look at this. When the Governor Cuomo actually first came into office, he created what was known as a Medicaid redesign team. And this was a group of folks who were looking at finding ways to make savings in the state's Medicaid program, which is one of the most costly per patient Medicaid programs in the country. New York State's Medicaid costs far exceed places like Texas, which is a larger state by significant amounts than New York State. Uh, so I think that pre putting attention on our, our Medicaid budget, which is ballooning at a dramatic rate, it's exceeding the overall budget at a rapid rate and will eventually consume everything, would be wise. New York State, unfortunately, wants to go the other direction, which is the creation of a single-payer system. You know, you hear in the, in the debate in Washington, Medicare for all. At New York State level, they're looking at what I would consider Medicaid for all. So right now, about half the state's population receives Medicaid support. This would apply that to the full 20 million New York state population. I don't know how if the state can't manage the existing Medicaid program without significant cost overruns, they can somehow do an efficient job of administering health care for the entire state population to say nothing of the customer service you'd get from putting Albany in charge of your health care. We're learning a great deal from a very gifted uh, young man. He's the executive director of Unshackle Upstate New York, Michael Cracker. Uh, he used to work for the House of Representatives, very uh, bright man who's pro-business, always seeking less regulations and less taxes for Upstate New York. ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN 1520. Dot com and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to thank those who called regarding Charlie Joyce, who is the National Republican Committeeman for New York State, Michael Blihash, runs the Polish-American Congress in Philadelphia, and popular Erie County Sheriff Tim Howard. Coming up in future shows, Jim Lewicki, President of the Polish-American Congress, Western York Division, and New York State Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy, who's been on this program many times. A little bit more information about Michael Cracker, Executive Director of Unshackle Upstate New York. He has a strong political background, working with campaigns at the federal, state, and local levels. A 2017 Buffalo Business First 30 Under 30 honoree. Michael is a 2010 graduate of SUNY Geneseo with a degree in political science. He lives in Buffalo, New York. And if you're listening in Buffalo or Toronto or Washington, D.C., to our 50,000 watts blanketing 17 states, right to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand. So drop a note. We'd like to hear from you. Now, this is a bipartisan coalition that you work with. So you have 
conservatives, Republicans, Democrats, uh, liberals who are working with you to lower taxes and regulations. Tell us about how you reach across the aisle. Yeah, I mean, our fundamental mission is to support a vibrant and growing upstate New York economy, which in turn will allow for communities in upstate New York to continue to be sustainable and, and get our region of the state growing. So at that level, it's a very, I think, nonpartisan ag- message, a nonpartisan agenda. Uh, we can, and we seek to find common interests with legislators who share that vision, perhaps disagree a little bit on the path on how we get there. But that's where our education, our advocacy comes in, uh, where I spent a lot of my time during the legislative session from January to June in the state capitol, working with as many common sense legislators, and they're becoming harder to find these days, as I can, to talk about how a particular policy might impact their constituents in upstate New York or state the state of New York in general. So, uh, you know, the, the effort is difficult, no doubt, uh, as I think our both all of our legislative bodies in Washington and New York and at the local level dig in a little bit on partisanship and mm-hmm. find it much more difficult to reach common goals. But uh, by working together with our partners around upstate New York, we're able to have, I think, a meaningful impact on the legislative agenda. Well, wonderful effort on your part. Michael Cracker, Executive Director of Unshackle Upstate New York. We're talking about state of New York government. Uh, You know, when I grew up, we were always the most populous state in the country. Then California took over, then Texas, then Florida. And it just it just seems that our young people keep leaving and leaving and leaving. They vote with their feet, and they're not going to Texas and California and Florida. Sixty percent of the people who leave go across state lines. So what can we do to have young people come back to New York State instead of an exodus? I think there's a couple things we can do. I think, one, we need to address our overall affordability as a state. This is one of the costliest states to do business. It's one of the most costly states for your property taxes. Uh, and then New York State imposes you know, taxes, fees, and assessments on any range of things from your cell phone bill, your utility costs, your health care. All of these things contribute to make New York State one of the most expensive states in the country to live. So people often flee uh, to other states for a variety for those issues. You know, whether it's seniors on fixed incomes or people who are just seeking to uh, find more affordable places to live. But the other issue, side of that is for our future is increasing economic opportunities, making communities throughout New York State a viable place for young people to want to begin and grow in their careers. You know, if you look at the state of New York, we talk about losing population. That's true, but only on a relative basis necessarily. Most of the population loss that's occurred in the state of New York over the last 10 years and well beyond has taken place in particular in upstate New York, where a lot of our communities are seeing flatlined or shrinking populations. So whether it's here in Buffalo where we are today or in Syracuse, Utica, or a place like Binghamton, We need to make New York State a more economically competitive place so that private industry can grow in those communities and give recent college grads or people with a trade skill in the labor space have viable job opportunities so that they can succeed in the places where they grew up and not have to go to North Carolina or Texas or Tennessee to find a steady paycheck. 
It's very upsetting. I have a daughter who's out in Beverly Hills, California, is a tennis pro, and my wife wishes that she would be here. So it's very upsetting. Let's talk specifically about this onerous state income tax. Uh, Andrew Cuomo says that people leave because of the weather. Well, it seems we have bad weather in Albany with an 8.5% state income tax, and if you move to Florida or Texas, it's zero state income tax. How do these states survive? And we need 8.5%. I mean, isn't it beyond logic? I think it's a significant concern, no doubt about it. I mean, you've seen some very high-profile departures in the state of New York, you know, looking back to individuals like Tom Galsano or even most recently the President of the United States, who was a New Yorker and just recently declared uh, Florida residency. And then Carl Icahn. Carl, Carl Icahn is another one. Uh, these are just the high-profile individuals, but I think every day, you know, you can go through and, and talk to people who are keeping a calendar and making sure that they're spending six months in a day outside of New York State. They love it to be here. Their kids are here. Their friends are here. But for financial reasons and otherwise, they choose to make sure that they don't have state residency so that they can avoid those state income taxes. That's bad because we don't want those individuals leaving. We want them supporting our community. But it also takes funds away from our state budget. And be, New York State, by asking for so much, ultimately gets nothing because these individuals leave and the rest of us that are still here are left to pick up the tab. So I think it's something that New York has to revisit. You know, you see states like Florida with commercials on New York television sets, luring people, luring businesses away from us here in Western New York. We lost uh, the corporate headquarters for Great Batch to Texas. Terrible. And with that, all the executives that now were in Texas and no longer here in Clarence or other places in Western New York. Uh, it provides an incentive for these people to leave. I don't think that's in the best interest of New York State in the long term. They're looking, I think, at short-term gains in tax revenue and not seeing that ultimately we're going to drive more and more of these high-income earners away who are paying a lot of the bill of the tab for the services that we provide here in New York State. When they leave, either somebody's got to make up that difference or we have to cut all these services that we provide. Unbelievable. For those who just tuned in, you're listening to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Our guest is the Dynamic Executive Director for Unshackle Upstate New York, Michael Cracker, who's got a very tough job reversing the taxes and regulations in New York State. He must feel like he's hitting his head against the wall with a Democratic governor, Democratic Assembly, Democratic Senate. Democrat, two U.S. senators, and the rest of the statewide ticket, all Democrats. So you must have to take vitamins every day to, <laughs> to have the energy. To well, i, I got to come battles. on fun radio shows like this one to, you know, well, we're break with up the you. monotony. I mean, I'm a conservative Republican. I'm with you 110 uh, percent. I grew up in the 50s and 60s in Buffalo, and I saw it booming. But I've seen a steady decline since 1970 when I was 15 years old. And I just see people leaving all the time. Yes, I see two little pockets of growth uh, on the canal side and the medical corridor. But other than that, I think Buffalo is half dead. Well, I think we want to be, our organization wants to take an optimistic view of where we could get to. I always tell people when I travel, and I think you would agree with me here, Brian, upstate New York is one of the best places in the country to live. We have great schools. We have great communities. We've got beautiful outdoors, both from the Adirondacks, the Finger Lakes, Niagara Falls, the Southern Tier. It's a beautiful community. 
I think our problems stem from a state capital that passes policy that makes it difficult for businesses to succeed. It makes it difficult for individuals to, and families to stay in their homes and afford their taxes and drives people out of the state. We have so many positive attributes going for our communities, but unfortunately we have a state capital dominated by interests in New York City that are imposing some bad policies that make this an unattractive state to live and do business. And I'd like to be a part of reversing that trend. It's a difficult road, no doubt about it, but I believe that if we can continue to make the case that by reducing the uh, impediments to do business, by increasing our private sector activity, Upstate New York can become similar to what it was in the 50s and 60s, albeit perhaps with different industries, a beautiful and vibrant place to live. You know, we had a situation with the Solar City with uh, Governor Cuomo putting $750 million of taxpayer funds into a plant, and the jobs are way below what was forecasted. Wouldn't we have been better off if they just put that $750 million to pay for the property taxes for a year or two in Erie County? I mean, wouldn't if we had no county property taxes for a year or two, wouldn't businesses have flocked here instead of this uh, situation in South Buffalo that is uh, nebulous, uh, skeptical at best? Well, I think no doubt some of the numbers that are coming out of that particular project are troubling. And while we we certainly welcome economic investment from the state of New York in upstate, I recognize or our our position is that rather than doing sort of moonshot economic development and trying to have these mega projects turn a region around, I would prefer that the state of New York simply use some of that money to make holistic changes to our overall business climate. Uh, $750 million or billion dollars, million dollars rather, I'm sorry, is is real money and and you could make wholesale changes to our tax climate using some of that some of those funds uh, unfortunately these kind of, kind of get invested into these hit or miss projects and when they fail the the result is significant when I just think the better idea is broad-based changes uh, to our climate to make New York State a more attractive place to do business and then we wouldn't have to provide such massive incentives to companies to kind of lure them here and kind of beg them to come to New York State. If we were an attractive business climate, people would be tripping over themselves to be here. We have a bright, capable guest on the Rust Report today, Michael Cracker, Executive Director of Unshackle Upstate New York. If you're listening in Montreal, Cheektowaga, New York, or Manhattan, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. For those who have just tuned in, Michael Cracker is a lifelong resident of Buffalo. He has many years of experience working in government and politics across upstate New York. Very gifted young man. Two weeks. There's a new session in Albany. You started the program saying there's a $6.1 billion deficit before they go to work. God help us what's going to happen after they get to work. But let's talk about your legislative activity, your agenda. What are your hopes in January with the uh, Albany mess? Well, no doubt uh, that $6.1 billion budget deficit is going to be driving the day and, and seeing and tracking where uh, the leaders in Al- leadership in Albany goes to, to fix that gap is going to be top of mind and whether they seek new revenue or make sensible cuts 
to our state spending will be a big issue. We're also tracking a, a number of issues, and we'll be releasing our legislative agenda uh, at unshackleupstate.com in early January. That will include uh, key priorities for our group in 2020, like opposing a prevailing wage mandate, which would expand mandated labor increases on private construction projects that I think would hurt economic development in upstate New York and New York State as a whole, opposing a single-payer health care system, urging New York to reject onerous labor regulations like increasing the minimum wage and other uh, impediments to employers that make it more difficult for businesses, particularly our small businesses, to grow and succeed. Uh, But we're also working to encourage investment in workforce development. If you talk to any business in upstate and around uh, uh, New York State in general, they're struggling to find talented work workers, the ability to fill jobs and grow their companies. So we're working alongside uh, leaders in Albany to find solutions that help match employers and employees uh, for particular job openings. And then we're also seeking to strengthen upstate New York's voice in the state capitol. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, New York City has an increasingly loud voice in the state capitol. There was a major change in 2018 where New York came under one party and I think really one region control. That I think is problematic for upstate New Yorkers. So we want to urge our legislators, particularly in upstate New York, to be more outspoken about issues that matter to their communities and make sure that upstate New York has a strong and loud voice at the table where decisions are getting made. Well, I like your optimism. How can people listening to the Rusk Report uh, throughout New York State, and we blanket all of New York State with ESPN, AM 1520. How can people listening to ESPN get involved and help you with this effort to cut taxes and regulations? Well, I think it all begins at our website at unshackleupstate.com. You can go there to sign up for our newsletter where we send out advocacy alerts and education tools to make sure people know what's happening in the state capital that matters to businesses and taxpayers. If anybody's interested in supporting our cause, there is uh, a place to be able to contribute to our efforts uh, on our website. We are a, a small 501c6 organization, a nonprofit, so any support from your listeners is greatly appreciated. But we really want to engage individual taxpayers into the legislative process, make sure they know what their legislators are doing in, Al- are doing in Albany, and make sure that they're adding their voice to support the things that we're doing on a daily basis to hold people accountable for the concerns that matter to upstate businesses and taxpayers. We have a minute left. Uh, Could you be a little specific on how much you want to reduce taxes and which taxes in New York State? Well, I I guess I I really would start anywhere. There's a number of taxes that are imposed. I think as we talked about, two in particular are our state income tax and our property taxes. In upstate New York, property taxes are the highest as a percentage of home value in the country. And that Terrible. makes home ownership very, very difficult. We did pass a 2% property tax cap that was made permanent last year, which was a victory. But all that does is cap the rate of growth. We need to be looking at means to actually help municipalities reduce their tax rates uh, through mandate relief and other reforms in the state that would help ease the burden for property owners across the state. Uh, but then there's any other litany of taxes that the state legislature imposes from health care taxes, cell phones, utility bill taxes, and all sorts of hidden costs on uh, New Yorkers that increase our, our, the cost of our day-to-day lives. 
Sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We learned so much from a bright, capable advocate for less taxes and less government, Michael Cracker, Executive Director for Unshackle Upstate New York. And a special thanks to Kevin Carr, our Director of Engineering here for the past 20 years. We're very grateful to him for his hard work and service. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, and thank you for enlightening us, Michael Cracker of Unshackle Upstate. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.